Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I'm so pumped that you are here today because today we are celebrating chasing cupcakes. We are celebrating the first anniversary of my first book, Chasing Cupcakes. It came out one year ago. And I'll be honest, it feels like five years ago. Time usually goes by super quickly. But getting those first copies of Chasing Cupcakes and announcing it on the podcast and sharing it with friends and family... That feels like five years ago. Easy. It definitely does not feel like it was within the last year, but it was. And there are some themes and ideas from the book that I want to spend some time in today. And I've got a really, really special thing that I want to talk about before we dive into those themes. But before we even get to that, when I was thinking about the process of writing the book, and I shared this when the book came out but it was the biggest thing on my heart this morning, the fact that I threw away two complete copies of the book. (laughs) What you know as Chasing Cupcakes is actually the third full version of the book. I wrote it once, and you know that doesn't happen quickly, and I trashed it. And then I wrote it again, and I trashed it, and I started all over. And I tell you that because there were so many points along the way I mean, more than I can even count where I thought about quitting, where I thought, you know what, this year isn't the year. Let's table it, do it another year. There's not enough time. I don't have enough focus. I don't have the right working situation to do it. I talked myself into giving up so many times. Unfortunately, I didn't. But it would have been very easy to just do something else, to do something that felt easier, to submit to that sense that it was just too much, just too hard, just too big of a project. And I've felt that way before, and I bet you have too, whether that is in an attempt to get out of debt or an attempt to lose weight or to start a business, that sense that it's too big, it's too much, just try again another time. This isn't the season. This isn't the year. This isn't the project. And then we don't do it, right? Or we make it so much harder because we entertain that quitting is an option. The fact is, any endeavor is hardest when you allow quitting to be on the table, when you allow giving up stopping to be an option for you. When you are willing to debate with yourself again, should I or shouldn't I, today or tomorrow, is it worth it, is it not, there is no change that doesn't get dramatically harder 
when we allow that to be an option, when we allow quitting or giving up or giving in to be an option, you can decide that it's just not a choice. This book would have become so much easier and so much less stressful and so much less dramatic if I just said, that's not a conversation I'm willing to have. (laughs) I'm just not entertaining the option of not this year. No, I'm just going for it. And I want to encourage you, for whatever change you are excited to make this year or you're considering making this year, do yourself a favor and, as I say in Chasing Cupcakes, entertain no other option. Decide that quitting is not a conversation you're going to have with yourself. It's not a debate you're going to engage in again and again and again. You entertain no other option. You are doing this. And what you'll do tomorrow has nothing to do with what you can do today. And what you didn't do yesterday or you didn't do well yesterday has nothing to do with today. There is always something that you can do to move things forward today and commit to doing that. I am telling you right now that no matter what the change is, you will make it easier if you decide right now giving up, quitting, surrendering, putting it off is no longer an option. I'm not going to have that circular conversation with myself one more time. I wanted to kick off with those thoughts today, share with you something special that we're going to be doing to celebrate and then dive into um, some reflections on some different areas of the book. So in this first year of the launch, I didn't do any book tour events. I didn't do any book signing events. I thought about it, but decided to maybe do that another time. So I've never made signed copies available until today. And it's not only that we are making 100 signed paperback copies available, and they're not stamped. I have personally signed every single one of them with my own handwriting. But we're also going to throw in something we've never made available outside of the 12 Weeks to Transformation, and that is a copy of the Identity Journal. The Identity Journal is, we get asked about this every day, can I get a copy even though I'm not in the 12 Weeks to Transformation? And the answer has always been no. But just to celebrate Chasing Cupcakes, for those of you who get a signed copy of Chasing Cupcakes, you will also get a copy of the Identity Journal. Again, we have limited numbers of these. I've only signed 100 books and we only have 100 Identity Journals that we are going to be including for this special celebration. So if you want to get a signed copy of Chasing Cupcakes, you can get two, you can get five. You just can't get them after the first 100 are gone. Might be a cool thing to uh, give as a gift. Go to the show notes page for today's episode primalpotential.com forward slash 706, primalpotential.com forward slash 706. That's the show notes page for today's episode. And the first 100 people will be able to get that signed copy as well as the identity journal. We are shipping worldwide. It's $26 for the two, for the signed copy of Chasing Cupcakes, as well as that includes the identity journal. So you pay $26, you get them both, signed copy and an identity journal, um, and then shipping does apply whether you are 
U.S. or you are uh, international, there's different shipping rates for domestic versus international. But head over to primalpotential.com forward slash 706. We thought that would be a really fun way to celebrate. And the reason that I say that this is a great book to give as a gift is because the book is about creating change. Fundamentally, this book is not only about creating change in your life, but it's meant to be really a resource, a how-to, an in-the-trenches workbook to get off the sidelines and into the game regardless of what it is you want to change in your life, right? It's not a book about weight loss. It's not a book about nutrition. It is a book about changing your life. And more than a book, it is a guide. It is a how-to manual, especially for those moments when you just don't feel like it. So I'm excited to get these signed copies and the Identity Journal in your hand. Again, we only have 100 available. So if you want a signed copy of Chasing Cupcakes, as well as something we've never made available outside of the 12 Weeks to Transformation, our Identity Journal, head over right now to primalpotential.com forward slash 706 because when they're gone, they're gone. All right, let's dive in to today's episode. I was flipping through the book this morning, knowing that we were, you know, celebrating this big milestone. And there's a quote right at the beginning of the book that says, when I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. When I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. And instinctively, because of just practice and repetition and my fundamental belief that that we can turn any inspiring idea into action by turning it into a question. I said to myself, what are some things I need to get, I need to let go of right now? In order to become who I want to be and what I want to be, what do I need to let go of? And a few things came immediately to mind. Fear of judgment and criticism is a big one for me. I've been talking about that a lot. Skipping workouts. Engaging with people who not only don't get it, but don't want to get it. What about you? Especially as we're in this time of year where it's all new and it's fresh and it's still January. And oftentimes we'll rush into it with things we want to start doing. Like I'm going to work out more regularly and I'm going to eat better and I'm going to spend less money. What are some things that you need to let go of? Which is a little different than things you need to add right? What do you need to let go of? Is there a a thought process? I mean, one of them might be entertaining the notion of quitting, that quitting is an option, that starting tomorrow is an option. Maybe that is something that you need to let go of. What is something that you know you would be better off without? And what will you do about it today? It's one thing for me to say, okay, fear of judgment and criticism. Yep, I need to work on that. It's a whole other level to say, what will I do about it today? You know, what am I going to do to let go of fear of judgment and criticism today? And I know what that is for me today. It's, it's filming a particular video and putting it up uh, in one of my Facebook groups. But otherwise, if we're not asking that question, what can we do about it today? We're very likely staying in the realm of great intentions and a lack of clarity on how to get there or a lack of action on moving ourselves there. A few days ago, I did an interview on another podcast, and it was about the book, and 
the the uh, interviewer had read the book and she was really surprised that there was a chapter called Getting the Most Out of This Book. And she asked me why I did that. And I explained to her that I have read so many books that I thought were amazing and I did nothing with them. In fact, I would say that the majority of the books I have read have not translated into behavior change for me. Maybe I'm smarter because of them and I'm better informed and I have more ideas in my head, but that doesn't change my life and it doesn't enable me to change the lives of other people unless I put it into action. And I told her that just like I talked about back in episode 683 about the gap, you know, creating this gap when we learn, learn, learn and consume all this information and we don't really do anything with it. I told her I didn't want to contribute to that. I did not want this to be a book like so many of the books I've read where I learned a lot and I was inspired by it and moved by it and I didn't put it into action in my life. There were tons of ways I could have, but I just read through it and then it went back on the shelf. Next. I didn't want that. So I wanted to take a few minutes today to kind of emphasize some of the ideas in that chapter because whether we're talking about Chasing Cupcakes or any book or we're talking about this podcast or any podcast or we're talking about quotes you see on Facebook or Instagram, blogs you read, too many times we leave all of this potential untapped because we consume the information and we don't do anything with it. We don't hold ourselves to the standard of consistently implementing it in our lives. And I have been guilty of, of being a voracious reader and reading, oh gosh, four, five, six, seven books a month. But this year, I want to challenge myself to consume way less and do way more. You know, if I have one book that is my study guide for the year, that would change my life more than reading five books a month. Because my goal, like I think most of you that I talk to at least, my goal is not to just be smarter or wiser. My goal is to show up differently in my own life, to actually live in a way that is more peaceful, to be more consistent with impeccable self-care, to translate so much of what I know into better relationships and more income and more impact and more service, a much greater sense of health. And I, you know, need to make a note that I want to do an episode on the, the uh, sickness wellness continuum because what, what that really requires for us to move from, say, tired, overweight, even slightly overweight, lethargic, immobile, unflexible, to vibrant, energetic, robust, vital, super healthy. We don't have to read a whole bunch of books. We don't have to read any books. We have to be in action. We have to be in action. And that's what I want for you guys. And that's what I was really trying to get at when I, when I wrote this particular chapter of the book about, you know, getting the most out of it. And I started that chapter by saying that while learning can be rushed, changing can't be. Yeah, I can read four books a month. I can read seven books a month. We can read one book a month. 
And we can rush that process and feel really good. And when conversations happen, oh, yeah, I read that. Oh, yeah, I listened to that podcast. Well, that's not the gold star. It really doesn't matter at all. In fact, I would say it counts against us if we are so well-informed and we grossly under-execute. If we know all of these things and we invest the time in learning, but we don't do things with it consistently in a way that it changes us for more than an hour or a day or a week, but it changes fundamentally who we are and how we show up. Learning can be rushed, yes. Changing cannot be. Collecting information is a task. Creating transformation is a process. It's a practice. It cannot be rushed, right? Reading is very passive. Choosing is very active. I want you to think about this today. Are you rushing? Are you skipping the part that has the value, the implementation part, the choosing part, the consistency part? The taking whatever it is that you know or that you've heard that you believe and making it a repeatable, reliable behavior in your life. Let's have this year be the year of action. Not the year of learning, not the year of inspiration, not the year of motivation, the year of change, the year of action, the year of getting off the sidelines and getting into the game, of taking less in but putting more out getting more out of ourselves, of our potential. I was, back in December, I kept being introduced to this idea of not waiting and, and essentially what happened, and I sent out a VIP email about this, but to kind of summarize where I was at, November was so crazy and intense. Not only with the home renovation, but I had a, a four-day meeting in California that with travel was like five and a half days. I came back from that, was home to the renovated chaos for two or three days, turned right back around, went across the country to Portland, Oregon for Ascend, my big annual weekend workshop with Primal Potential, flew back across the country, was there for a few more days, Flew down to Central America to spend a week in Costa Rica uh, with my other business team. Came back. It was Chris's birthday. Two days later, it was Thanksgiving. Two days later, it was my baby shower. And all the while, of course, I'm working, right, every single day, no matter where I am, and pregnant, and all these other things. And, and after the shower, I was like, I just want to take it easy. And as I was feeling that way, while knowing that, you know, I really didn't want to take it easy. I mean, I did, but at the same time, I want to get ahead for the baby. And my new COO was starting that next week and all these other things. I kept seeing these messages about not waiting, about letting your consistency be your differentiator, right? And if I were to just say, ah, oh, you know what, like, Let's just take a few weeks to, to lean back and step off. And look, there's nothing wrong with rest, but I'm not in a season of rest. I'm in a season of preparing for big change and big growth in my business. I'm in a season of renovating my home. I'm in a season of preparing to have my first child, all of those things. For some people, that might 
open them up to a season for rest. For me right now, it doesn't. I kept seeing all these messages like, your consistency is your superpower. It's what differentiates you. And it would be nothing, nothing consistent to just say like, have more cookies and sleep a little later. And all fortunately, I've not been really sleeping in this latter part of pregnancy. So that one was off the table. And then one of my friends uh, shared something that Ed Milet, I don't know if you know Ed Milet, he's a podcaster, like real rough and gruff and kind of in your face. He called the month of, of December and he calls weekends separation season because they separate the people who are like really making big moves in their life from the people who aren't. And I'm personally not motivated by competition with others. I probably used to be, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being motivated by that. I think there is a lot of value in knowing what motivates you and what doesn't motivate you. But it got me thinking, not about separation season and December and if you allow yourself to kind of slack for the holidays or not, but this idea of separators in general. What can separate me from the version of me that I've been in a way that it moves me towards the version of me I want to be? What are my separators? One of them I know for me is communicating calmly and with love. That separates me from the me that I've been and moves me towards the me I want to be so that I'm not, you know, snapping at my partner or my family or anybody else. What are your separators? What separates you from the version of you that you've been and moves you towards the version you want to be? Maybe that is not watching TV. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's dramatically limiting processed foods. I don't know what it is, but think about that. What are your separators? Because I want this to be a year of action, a year of change, instead of a year of more passive intake of information and ideas and potential strategies. Let's have this be a year of doing, a year of change. And what that requires is that today be a day of choosing, of changing, of creating. What can you do today to separate yourself from the version of you you've been that moves you to the version of you you want to be. Because guys, learning can be rushed. You can be that girl who listens to 20 podcasts. You can be that guy who reads a book a month, but that's not the change maker. And one of my big priorities this year is to emphasize the doing part a whole lot more than the learning part. In Chasing Cupcakes, I talk about creating an operating system of being militantly on your own side. An operating system, how you are, how you show up consistently of being militantly on your own side. What does that look like? What does it look like today to be militantly on your own side? My friend Amy Ledeen makes daily agreements with herself, right? Every single day, she writes down three to five daily agreements that she's made with herself. And then at the bottom, she has an ongoing tally of how many days out of the year she's kept all of her agreements, which would be a win, and how many days she didn't, which would be a learn. And she keeps that running tally. So for example, we're nine days into the year right now. If she's on day nine, maybe she has seven wins and one learn. And she carries that tally over every single day. 
And her agreements might be about, you know, sometimes I've seen her post about four liters of water or a 20-minute workout, her daily meditations. It really doesn't matter what those daily agreements are, but the key is to do something that puts you into action with action that separates you from where you've been or who you've been or how you've been and moves you towards who you want to be. In this chapter in Chasing Cupcakes about, it's before the book even really starts, about how to get the most out of the book, I talk about how when you take action, you eliminate the tension between who you are and who you have the potential of being. Because oftentimes there is a lot of tension there. We feel frustrated. We feel ashamed. We feel overwhelmed by all the things we want to do differently and how we want to show up differently. But if we just take a step in that direction, it eases the tension. We don't have to get all the way there today. We can't, right? Changing can't be rushed. But action needs to be prioritized. One of the last things I talk about in that chapter is how taking action is not the same thing as implementing a solution. And this is where it's not just anything that counts, right? Reading probably doesn't count here, though you could argue that it is action. It's very passive. When we talk about taking action, we want to focus on action that drives results. And that's going to be very different for all of us. But part of this process is asking yourself, is this thing, this daily agreement that I've made or this this choice that I'm going to implement today, is it something that's going to drive results? And if the answer is I don't know, then I say do it and then pay attention to your results to figure it out. But don't confuse aimless action for progress. This is where clarity really matters. And I would go back to the first episode I did in 2020. If you feel like you don't have clarity about where you want to go or what you want to have be different, because we can't identify action that moves the needle if we don't know where we're trying to go, if we don't know how we're trying to end up, the end result we're after. So don't worry, I've got you on that if you're like, well, I don't really know what I should be doing. I don't know what my goals are. That's cool. The first episode of this podcast in the new year, the first episode of 2020, I think it aired on January 2nd. Go back and listen to that to gain some clarity, to create some clarity on what you want for this year. And then you can ask yourself, and that's actually part of the episode, what can I do today that's going to move me in that direction? Because most of us exhaust ourselves responding to the problem instead of solving it. That's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. Solving a problem is not the same thing as responding to it. It could be, but it isn't always. So we always have to come back to this notion of, is it working? Is it driving results? Am I moving in the direction in which I want to go? Let's have this year be the year of action. Let's focus far less on input and far more on output. Let's focus so much less on what we think we should know or what we want to learn and instead focus on what we will do today, what we will do today to separate ourselves from where we've been, how we've been, who we've been in a way that moves us towards who and how we want to be. 
And that's really what I wanted to do with Chasing Cupcakes. And so it's really perfect that we're kind of celebrating with this message because this is not a book intended to inform you. It's really not. It is a book that's intended to be a tool that brings you into action and keeps you in action, that helps you identify the right action for you, which is why at the end of the book, gosh, there's, let me see here. Not only are there reset reminders, let's talk about that for a second. I kind of forgot about that. There's a section at the end of the book that I call reset reminders that are intended for those moments when you don't feel like it, like those moments when I wanted to stop writing the book and throw it out and say I'd do it a different year to reset you because we all have those times where we're like, this isn't worth it. I'm not in the mood. Those are tools, right? They're not meant to give you information. They're meant to transform you into action to get you back in the game. And then at the very end of the book, there's 220 or 240 different questions that are intended not to inform you. They're not there to teach you anything. They can't because they're just questions, right? But what their goal is, is to help you get back into action, an action that is aligned with where you want to go. Let's have this year be the year of action. Let's take the things that we hear, the things that we learn, the things that we already know, and hold ourselves to the standard of doing instead of to the standard of collecting, learning, and keeping up with information. If you want to take advantage of uh, the celebratory 100 copies of Chasing Cupcakes that are signed by me, head over to the show notes for this episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 706 primalpotential.com forward slash 706. And if you want to celebrate with me, one great way to do that, if you haven't already, would be to leave a review of the book on Amazon. But either way, thanks for making this such a fun journey. And let's kind of wipe the slate clean from this point forward and make today about action. Make January about action. Make the first quarter of the year about action. Make this entire year about growth. Not in what you know, but in how and who you are. Make today amazing. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.